Today's guest is Nisreen Saleh from Occupied East Jerusalem in the Valley of the Beast, Sheikh Sharrah. You feel like the whole anxiety of East Jerusalem moved to Al-Sheikh Sharrah. We have a protest every night. Update on the Salem family. The Jerusalem court indefinitely postponed the expulsion. Postponing it doesn't mean that they are actually canceling the expulsion. Originally, there are six neighborhoods. The occupation already expelled four of those six If these two neighborhoods are lost, then Palestinians are going to be in an incredibly difficult situation because the location of Sheikh Jarrah is very important. If you want to go anywhere, you have to pass through Sheikh Jarrah. The real problem here with the Afro-Palestinian, I don't know enough about us. We have a different issues with the Palestinian or the Israeli society. Look like the double apartheid of <laughs> Israel moves what the American doing, the black people, and do it here at Palestine. Hello and welcome to episode 46 of the Palestine Pod, the weekly podcast where we break down the latest headlines dealing with Palestine from all over the world and bring you stories, commentary, and interviews with the aim of supporting the Palestinian struggle for justice and equal rights. I'm one of your hosts, Lara E. You might know me from Instagram as at Girl, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mikey B. What's up, y'all? Mikey B on TikTok. Actually... Not anymore, because they kicked me off. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. That, that day was coming. Yeah, yeah. they did boot me off. So was Mikey V on TikTok, Michael Scherzer on Instagram, and you can call me Mikey Intifada if you took down my freaking TikTok, bro. <laughs> Didn't you make a new one, though? I did make a new one. It's called Mikey B Back. You know what I mean? We're rocking strong with 17 followers. We're back to a nice, sweet spot where we want to be. What? How many followers did you have? I had about 20,000, give or oh take. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh my God. Took a couple years to build, right? We'll build it again. Do you feel that? Do you feel that you are famous? They got to you when, when, when you are in the street and told told you hi we know we we know you from tiktok <laughs> i have been recognized by both palestinians and zionists so <laughs> but i don't think that i'm famous it's just they have a very dedicated intelligence service right that's what they do before we get into today's episode please like comment and subscribe if you hang out with us on youtube and if you're listening on a podcast app subscribe and leave a review as always you can find our full episodes and sources on palestinepod.com and if you want to get involved in the conversation please reach out to us at palestinepod at gmail.com and give us a follow on instagram at the palestine we're also still going strong on Patreon, so if you love the Palestine Pod and you want to support this project, join our Patreon where you get early access to the Palestine Pod episodes, exclusive content, including our latest creation, the Patreon Pod. It's a little more laid back. We talk politics, Palestine, pop culture, and get a little more personal. We're also hosting our monthly Zoom happy hours for our Patreon subscribers only, so really exciting stuff. Check us out on patreon.com slash palestine. Today's guest is Nisreen Saleh, photojournalist coming to us live from Occupied East Jerusalem in the Valley of the Beast from Sheikh Sharrah. Nisreen, welcome to the Palestine Pod. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, for coming to us from Sheikh Sharrah. Can you give us an idea of what it is that you're witnessing today? What have you seen in the last few days? Okay. Uh, actually, the thing is crazy here at Sheikh Sharrah. You feel like the whole anxiety of the, the East Jerusalem moved to Al-Sheikh Jarrah here. 
you 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 see the the two sides uh, just fighting the settlers and the Palestinian side um there is someone who called him Itamar ben Gafir he is part of the Israeli Knesset and he come here and just open his office <laughs> behind a uh, Salem family's uh, land so uh, he give something like a permission to the settlers to come to Al Sheikh Jarrah and have a fighting and argument with the Palestinian who live with uh, live here at Al Sheikh Jarrah actually the things it's coming to be crazy again and we have here um, a protest uh, every night every night so they have a protest and Ben Gafir come and 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 told and speak to the arab people actually and told them uh, okay you can go to syria or go to saudi arabia or go, or going to any place uh, any arab arabian place uh, but don't be here at al sheikh jarrah or at uh, palestine at all and is jerusalem Yeah, you say that he opened an office and I saw that that happened on Instagram. Yes. It looked pretty similar yes. to just a picnic table, right? Like not yes. an actual yes. office, yes. but he's calling yes. it like an office, but really he's like got the same gear as a cookout. Yes, he said he want to protect the settlers who's actually the neighbor of the Salem family. he he thought that uh, the the settlers and in 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 danger with uh, with the, the Salem family and he think the the police uh, can't protect the, the the settlers he said okay i can open up uh, an office there and bring my friends and uh, my colleagues to uh, to the land and doing the doing uh, our meeting at at this land He is the face of public safety. Yes. <laughs> Actually, I think everything happened here uh, and Al Sheikh Jarrah because uh, because he wanted to be a president. Um, and the settlers, the main problem, I think, uh, the settlers believe that he he will be a good president at all. Um, I think he he make he make the uh, voices. for uh, for for what will happening at at mayo and um, and he want to become the president and and if he do like that he will be the next president he thinks that by leaning into the most disgusting aspects of settler colonialism that he can arouse a base and then amass political power right he thinks that by running and telling people straight up go to Syria as opposed to you know the circumspectly way of displacing Palestinians that he can create this movement and i mean it seems like it's working sadly yes for a few hours he came and put the israeli flag uh, behind behind a palestinian family and told them this is my house you you should you should go away from my house they live in their houses approximately since 48 he here is the problem he he think that his uh, his home was here before 4000 years ago so imagine it that i told you 
that uh, okay go go out from your home this this is my home before 4000 years so what you what you are doing uh, when someone said to you like this suddenly tell them to find a psychiatrist cuz they sound insane i mean that's <laughs> are the meds yes. hitting <laughs> Either, either I, I am a journalist, and I, okay, okay, here is the problem. I can't speak anything about what's happening. Uh, this is my job, just to, just to show the people what happened. Many times the settlers come and told to, to me, you, you can't, you can't took a photos here. This is our land. They, they look at us either if, if uh, we are a journalist or. Uh, or anything as uh, like arabs we just an um, arabs so we we shouldn't be here anymore i want to give a quick update on the salem family because there were some developments in the legal proceedings on february 22nd 2022 we heard that a jerusalem court indefinitely postponed the eviction quote unquote the expulsion more like it of a palestinian family from uh, their home in sheikh sharah Uh, the Salem family was basically set to be expelled on March 1st and Israeli police gave an order allowing them to remove Palestinians at any point in March so that the so-called new owner right-wing city council member Yonatan Yosef could move in to their home the Jerusalem magistrate's court ruled that the expulsion would be suspended to allow time to consider an appeal against the removal of the family What's interesting though is that in exchange for this indefinite postponement of their expulsion the Salems will be required to deposit $7,750 with the court as collateral. The court ordered that the property's so-called Jewish owners respond to the Salems arguments. This is insane because Israel often does this where they basically try to expel Palestinians from their homes, deny them some of their rights, kidnap them, arrest them, whatever it may be, and in exchange they say, "Oh, we'll let you go" or "Oh, we won't uh, demolish your home" or "Oh, we won't kick you out of your home, but you have to pay us." Isn't that called extortion? Yeah, yeah that's called extortion. <laughs> let's let's, let's start it from the begin begin the, uh, of the story. Freezing doesn't mean cancel في 87 بيت مهدد بالحي الغربي لازم نحكي شيء عن الشيخ جراح انه الشيخ جراح هي كانت احياء في كرم المفتي كرم الجعوني في الحي الغربي وفي مناطق ثانيه هلا الاسرائيل الجانب الاسرائيلي هو غالبا اتس اوكي نو وريز تيك يور تايم تيك يور تايم الجانب الاسرائيلي استولى تقريبا على اربع احياء من الحي الشيخ جراح واقعيا هو عمل يعني هدول هدول الاحياء صاروا مثلا زي شيء مبنى للداخليه شيء استولى عليه المستوطنين صاروا حي للمستوطنين اذا بنرجع لقبل كم من سنه لورا 
بيت كامل الكرد مثلا حاليا صارت اغلب هذيك المنطقه للمستوطنين فماذا الغير كرمل الجعوني اللي فيه الثمان عيال المهدده بالتهجير ونتيجه انه لهلا بيستنوا القرار صار لهم تقريبا اكثر من 120 اكثر من 120 يوم بيستنوا القرار وفي عندك هذا التجميد يعني انه باي لحظه ممكن انا افك التجميد وتطلعوا واعطيكم يمكن بس 10 ايام او 5 ايام وتطلعوا وكل شيء تمام انت بتحكي عن عائله عائله الكرد ولا عائله سالو هلا احنا حكينا عن العيال العيال اللي في الحي الشرقي انه لهلا بيستنوا القرار اه 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 وبرضه يعني دفعوا مصاري وعائله سالم التجميد ممكن في اي yeah. لحظه انهم يفكوه ويعطوهم فتره كثير بسيطه انه للاخلاء yeah. ممكن خمس ايام او ست ايام انه خلص اطلعوا وخلص انه مش مجال so. اما بالنسبه للمصاري هدول المصاري للاسف <تصفيق> نصهم بكون للمحكمة ونصهم بكون للشرطة عشان إنه إنه إذا في حال نفذوا إنه إنه في إنه وكأنه الشرطة إنه كانت مجهزة حالها بس عشان طلع هذا القرار التجميد ف... <تصفيق> فإنه خلص يعني إنه أخذوا أجارهم عشان yeah. كانوا مجهزين حالهم أنت فاهمة كيف علي <laughs> so basically, Nisreen is emphasizing that there are many families in Sheikh Jarrah that are facing a similar situation that have already paid and are now still waiting. And she's saying that even though the Israeli court is postponing the issue of their expulsions, she says it's very likely that they will just reactivate it and they'll only give them a few days to leave their homes. So they will have paid and then in the end been expelled in any event. And it's crazy because she's also saying that, you know, what is this money going towards? She says that the money, half of it will go to the court and half of it will go to the police, the Israeli police, on account of the fact that they had prepared themselves to carry out the expulsion, but now the expulsion is canceled. So it's like a, it's like a sort of like, I don't know, compensation to the police for not being able to carry out the expulsion it's very bizarre it's a bonus yeah it's it's something i, I don't know i don't know Nisreen was also telling us about the various neighborhoods uh, within Sheikh Jarrah or within East Jerusalem وضل حيا انه خلص يعني okay. انه اذا باخذوهم خلص الشيخ جراح فعليا هذا راحت اوكي okay. خليني بس اترجم هال التفاصيل انه هذا الشيء اضافه لهذا الشيء بدي احكي لك انه الشيخ جراح هو فعليا قلب مدينه القدس يعني اذا بدك تروح yeah. على رام الله بدك تمرق منه اذا بدك تروح على العيسويه بدك تمرق منه بدك تروح على جبل المكبر بدك تمرق منه يعني المناطق اللي الاساسيه yes. في القدس يعني قرى حوالين القدس Okay, so she's basically saying that there are, originally there are six neighborhoods within Sikh The occupation already expelled and, and took over four of those six neighborhoods. The remaining two that are left are the ones that now are, are the subject of this particular resistance. She said that if these two neighborhoods are lost, then Palestinians are going to be in an incredibly difficult situation because this, the, the location of Sheikh Jarrah is very, very important, very strategic. 
um, if you want to go anywhere, you have to pass through Sheikh Jarrah. She's saying, if you want to go to Ramallah, you have to pass through Sheikh Jarrah. It, it goes beyond these families losing their homes. Obviously, that's one aspect. Of it. It's part of Israel's continued ethnic cleansing of Palestinians, continuing to expel more and more Palestinians. And it's part of their long-term strategy to, to uh, continue to settle this land and expel the natives. That's one part. But the other part, too, is that there's this additional consequence, which is that Palestinians that are outside of Sheikh Jarrah, that are living in other neighborhoods, are also going to see their movement hampered and, and in, it will be made more difficult if Israel uh, expels Palestinian families from those final two neighborhoods. So there is going to be consequences larger than just those Palestinian families who are expelled, who obviously have to face the most severe consequences, but it's, it will reverberate beyond that. Nisreen, you seem to be somebody who is very close to the front lines of everything happening on a day-to-day basis. As somebody who lives pretty close, presumably, to the Damascus Gate, a focal point of Israeli aggression and apartheid, can you describe some of the things that you witnessed in May of 2021 as things were escalating and what you see today? Oh, Oh, it's it's a bad memories actually. في مرة من المرات أنا كنت عم بصور الفيديو وهذا الفيديو بسببه فيديو معين اللي هلا رح نحكي موقفه وهذا الفيديو بسببه أنا دخلت على التحقيق بصراحة هذا الفيديو هو عبارة عن كان في شب واقف درب من قبل الجنود الإسرائيليين. وراح بكل بساطة لأنه كان الشاب صغير يمكن 15 سنة راح بكل بساطة وحكى للضابط المسؤول عن جنود إنه هدول ضربوني فالضابط حكى له وين ضربوك فقال له عإجريب فقام الضابط كمل عليه حرفيا أما بالنسبة للمواقف اللي بتصير هلأ أكثر موقف يعني عن جد كان صادم وقدام الإشي صار واحد من دول الاحتياجات الخاصة الضابط قام بترهيبه وتخويفه وكان بده يعتقله فعليا لولا ما الناس الموجودين سحبوه وانصاب هذا الشخص انصاب في في زي حاله هلع وفزع وخوف وانتقل للمستشفى ويمكن ضل مصدوم جوا المستشفى لانه هو بالنهايه انه بني ادم ذو احتياجات خاصه وبعديها طلع والشرطة بكل بساطة حكت إنه هذا الفيديو مفبرك طب لما يحكوا هذا الفيديو مفبرك يعني وإحنا عينينا شو يعني مفبركين مثلا فأنا بحس إنه مرات بتصير إشياء فعليا إنه بتأذيك من جوا بس هم بخدوها حتى في الكلام اللي بيطلعوه للسوشيال ميديا أو الكلام اللي بيطلعوه للإعلام إنه لا هذا الإشي ما صار إنه هذا الإشي زي جوك إشي زي هيك بس إنه مش إشي تاني. So she was saying that last May she was filming an incident that she ended up being interrogated about by the Israeli police. The incident was that there was a boy who was around 15 years old who was being beaten by soldiers and he went and told the commander that the soldiers hit me. And the commander asked him, where did they hit you? And he said, on my leg. And so then at that point, the commander hit him again on the leg and Nisreen ended up being interrogated for trying to capture this incident. She said that another incident that happened today recently within the scope of the recent events was the arrest by the Israeli police of the boy with special needs. 
that that photo was circulating around social media. And she said that the crazy thing about that incident, beyond the fact that they arrested a boy with special needs who was absolutely terrified and, you know, shocked and, and remained terrified days, was that the police came out and said that the video that was circulating of that was fabricated. And Nisreen says, I mean, is it our eyes that are fabricated? Because we saw the whole thing. And so, Nisreen, I just want to ask you quickly, what did the Israeli police say was the reason for their arrest of the boy with special needs? He said uh, a simple way. He was he was here from the beginning, uh, the beginning of the protest. So, so, uh, so he learned from you what the, how, how he protests. Uh, and he, in a simple way, speak Allahu Akbar, you know what they say. And the protest, and uh, and he have many signs things that uh, help the protest. So when he said Allahu Akbar in a simple way, he come through him and try to arrest him. And many people tried to to speak with him, and they told to him it he has a special a special needs. You can't do it. Um, so, so he said in a simple way, um, he he's here from the beginning and said Allahu Akbar, and it's prohibited to say Allahu Akbar in Al Jarrah. So oh. he he want to arrest him. <laughs> Just <laughs> in the neighborhood of Sheikh Jarrah, like what about Ramallah? Can you say it there? Are you allowed to say it in Gaza? Like where? <laughs> you can say it. he said you can say it. Just at the mosque, not at the street. Oh my goodness. So there's uh, yes. geographical limitations within Sheikh Jarrah as well. You can't do it in the street, but you can do it in the mosque. That's actually crazy because on the one hand, they're saying that you all fabricated the video of his arrest. And on the other hand, they're saying, no, no, we arrested him because he said Allahu Akbar, which, by the way, is suddenly I banned. Said, actually, the, the settlers doing uh, doing the, their praise and their, their, their tilmuds in Al-Sheikh Jarrah. Uh, actually behind us and nobody speak to them and told, tell them it's prohibited to to do that in mood or the, the your praise uh, at al-sheikh jarrah so i think it's about the religion actually uh, more than uh, the the what's happening at al-sheikh jarrah it's more it's about the religion uh, the ideology what we think you know, Jewish supremacy, right? That one religion can be practiced while the other yes. is banned. And it's actually not even real Judaism, right? Because the Torah says, don't take up arms and steal Palestine. So if you're really reading that, you know, you wouldn't be there in the first place. Yes. I found it interesting that in 1948, many African Muslims made their pilgrimage to Palestine to join the Arab Liberation Army and fought on the side of Palestinians to defend the Al-Aqsa Mosque. Can you tell us yes. what the Al-Aqsa Mosque means to you and your family? Actually, at the end, we are Muslims. You know, it's it's important for Muslims. Palestine actually has has a black ethn before uh, before the forty eight. We have like um, the African uh, society, uh, and actually, it is um, near Al Aqsa Mosque. It's it's not far away from Al Aqsa Mosque. I think it, um, it's like. 
14 or 13 meters uh, near Al-Aqsa Mosque. And they had eight family which came from Africa and uh, and the Khalifa at this time give them that place because uh, they um, he think that uh, the black the black people is honest and uh, and they uh, and they will pro, uh, pro protect this land so uh, so they live uh, until now um, in this land are are you speaking about your are those your ancestors yes and and do you know um where they originally came from in in africa um actually i i uh, I, can, I i didn't do any searches so i just i said um an afro palestinian and that was <laughs> and that is there's a lot of i think discussions about uh, terms and and labels i wanted to get your your impression on that as well so you you identify as an afro palestinian that that term does not bother you some people will say black palestinian some people will say no i'm just palestinian yes can you speak a little bit on that about afro palestinian we we have some tradition uh, it's different about the palestinian tradition but we try to mix it with the Palestinian uh, tradition, like like the sewing our hair, uh, our hair. So the Palestinian people recently uh, start to doing uh, their hairs like us, and then um, and they start to uh, to have. We start to have uh, weddings and um, and uh, and eating the food. Actually, the food. Um, it's beginning to to we have Afro Palestinian food. You you know you know. So I do, um, I personally don't know actually. Yeah, I have <laughs> I have virtually no idea. <laughs> okay, so there's some there's some culinary traditions that continued in the yes, Afro Palestinian yes. community from the yes. African traditions. Actually, 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 our ancestor ancestors uh, speak at the African language between them uh, until now. But we we don't know the African accent very well. Do you have some words that remained? No. No. But my yes. But my my our ancestors uh, speak until now at the African accent when when oh, they okay. when they gonna angry or, <laughs> or speak between them uh, in subject we they don't want want us to understand it. You know. <laughs> yeah, but they're speaking Arabic in the African yes. accent. Yes. Okay. Yes. Understood. How many we have, have we have we have black people at, uh, in the whole of Palestine? We have uh, black people in Bethlehem, in Jerusalem, in Akko. We we have different places here with the black accent. How many Afro-Palestinians yes. do you think there are in all of Palestine? If you had to guess. Um, twelve thousands, I think. It's oh wow! Something like this. Yes, yes. The real problem here with the Afro-Palestinian, I think, that nobody in the world know, no, not enough. They don't know enough about us. They don't know that we are here, and uh, we are an African Palestinian and have and have our issues. You know, 
we have a different issues uh, with the Palestinian or the Israeli society. We we can't know where where we are uh, either. The two, if 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 we want to speak, um, um, actually, what happened? We we don't know where we are. There are here here they didn't ex- expect us uh, enough, and here they didn't expect us enough. You know, um, at the last we are a black people. They they look at us like. We we had this look about uh, they can't marry us because our color or or uh, because we are Afro at last Afro Palestinian so they have this look actually the Arab side and the Israeli side it's it's look like the double apartheid of <laughs> about in this place. So you're yes. saying you experience color-based racism from both Palestinian communities yes. and from Israeli? Yes, they have racism. Yes. Wow. Can you talk about that a little bit? I saw a woman with her child, and uh, her child start to ask her, "Mom, why, why is why is this girl are black?" So the mom speak to spoke to her son and te- told him. Uh, she's black because it's a sun and <laughs> and uh, she didn't put a sun block and uh, and so this is a, this is a Palestinian boy, woman yes the boy look at me it's oh you are burning you are not like <laughs> so I think the problem it's it's the um, the parents didn't have uh, enough knowledge about the Afro-Palestinian society and they didn't have more information about the black event. Actually, we Africa from Africa, all the the civilization becomes um, all of us. We have an African event inside us. It's it's lack of information here the main problem and. They didn't know that we have no stop. We have, we have a, a an interesting thing in our society. You should know it, and you should read more about the African Palestinian and what they do. Um, we had a struggle uh, with the Israeli side about. About our about our nation, and no, we are Palestinian like you. So I think we can't do this. Uh, if if you if you had races, the Palestinian side, they have races about us. I think uh, one day my friend um, has a a girlfriend, and they refused to. Her parents refused to marry to to go and marry her because he is a black. Do you think the black uh, people has a uh, problems if if he is black? You know, do you think this is uh, a problem to be to be an um, black or or it's a problem to being uh, different about your society and the color? It's it's it's. It's not an important thing, I think. Yeah, that's super disheartening to hear. 
because the Afro-Palestinian community has been a pivotal part of Palestinian resistance. Yes. Right. The first woman to be imprisoned for paramilitary operations against the occupation is Fatima Barnawi, a Nigerian Palestinian who was detained in 1967. Yes. At the Intifada, they, they, many people from, uh, many people are African Palestinian caught to jail because the Intifada, the second Intifada. And we have a marital, actually, at the Intifada, one one of uh, these martyrs is Osama Jadde. You know that he died. The, the Israeli side shoot him because he he want to give uh, some of uh, his blood at the hospital. Yes. So either we have our problem, and we had our struggle against the Israeli side. Yeah, and on the Israeli side, Israelis obviously have a specific disdain for Black people, right? Whether they are invalidating and deporting African Jews, whether they're murdering Black Black children like Solomon Tekka, or whether they are sterilizing Ethiopian Jewish women, right? But at the same time, then they will tokenize Black Jews and try to use Black Jewish trauma as like a buffer, yes. right? From criticism yes. and yes. as a way to justify their settler colonial aims. They put the, the black people, the Jewish black people in in a special neighborhoods at Israel. They don't have uh, any jobs like the other Jewish people. Yes. Like the European, uh, the, the European Jewish, they can work at the cleaning or, uh, or at houses or, or at the army, but not, not to going to be a doctor or a lawyer. You, you can't see any, any black lawyer at Israel. Either if they studies, they, they look like this because you are black, you can't work. At a good job, I think that Israel uh, moved the American experience and what the American doing with the black people and do it here at Palestine, but it's not in in um, in in the same way. We can we can say it's um, a softly in a soft way. In October 2021, you were one of 16 people who was abducted and assaulted by the occupation forces simply for reporting a crime under international law. I also read that your sister, Sajda, and your mother were brutalized as well, causing various cuts and bruises. I apologize for asking you to relive your trauma, but can you just tell us about that day? (laughs) No, it's good for me. Actually, it's... It's give me some lessons about what uh, what I what um, what I can do if 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 uh, I go to jail again. I'm sorry for this, but but if you are Palestinian, you 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 will think that the jail it's about your future. You if you want to think about your future, the the, the jail. <laughs> 
the jail will be a choice because, because we are occupied. <laughs> so what happened in this day, I was filming uh, with my colleague and uh, they, ha- they have a protest at Damascus Gate. They, they kicked me and uh, took me at Adhakar. I, I hear some of soldiers uh, speak. Uh, you can, can you look? at you about mirror you are black you are uh, you you are you you have a a color like a shetty i'm sorry for this but but he speak to me like this because nobody can hear you and nobody and nobody mind about what happened at this car but i think i feel like that i'm alone at this car and uh, and and all of Israeli side speak like us, you know, that he's present like the government. You he, he acting the government. So so when somebody told you that you are black and he acting the government, you feel like all the government speak to you that you are black. It's a bad feeling. I can't explain it anymore, but it's um it's <laughs> it's an horrible thing. I can say it in a simple way. It's an horrible day and horrible thing and it's a bad memory about us. I remember when everything um everything ended my boss uh, gave me a call and told me, hey, do you want to complete your job? I know that you are shocked and you don't want to, I think you don't want to complete. I said to him, no, that's my job to tell the people what happened, either if, if what happened with me or what happened with my neighbor or what happened in Palestine. So so I think it's it's good to complete my work and just took the videos and to to show the people what happened in Palestine and what happened with us uh, and to tell them this is true what happened is it true what happened uh, at uh, the social media uh, in Mayo the, this affected what happened uh, and the and the the view of Israel, it's a it's a beautiful place and a beautiful government, and you you know this view, it's it's like took it and broken to the other people because of the social media, and they took a video and show no, this is Israel, this is the real Israel, not a beautiful thing as you thinking. Uh, about after they arrest me they 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 beginning to to say oh you gonna you gonna arrest it um, you can uh, you want to to get arrested again you didn't learn about the first uh, the first time you arrested so you you feel like you did something wrong either of you didn't something wrong you said earlier that you can't be both an activist and a journalist. Can you talk about that? Yes. I'm talking about that you can't be a journalist and a journalist at the same time. 
لانه القنوات اللي انت بتشتغل فيهم بتكون تمثلهم فاذا بتشتغل ناشط وصحفي مع بعض يعني مثلا تخيلي انه يكون في مظاهره انت تنزل على المظاهره وتشارك في المظاهره يعني وتغطيها مع بعض هم يعني. ما راح ي... ما راح يقدروا يميزوا وراح ياخذوا فكره عن القناه انه هاي القناه شيء معاديه للسميه او شيء زي هيك وراح ياثر على على شغلك لانه انت يمكن أنا... القناه تضطر انها تطردك عشان تقدر تستمر فهمت لانه انت مرتبطه بقناه انت مش يعني لحالك مش اندبندنت بالضبط حتى يعني كل القنوات تقريبا بتعاملوا مع هذا الموضوع بالذات في بالذات في في هاي المنطقه يعني القدس الشرقيه هيك يعني بتعاملوا معها Yeah, okay. So she's just saying that because you're going as a journalist uh, on the ground and you're representing a particular channel or a particular organization, it's not proper for you to participate as well in, in the protests because that may prevent or that may hinder that organization's access to specific areas in the future. And, um, you know, it's, it's not looked well upon if you do that. So you may also lose your job. And I was saying that that's... Actually, we can, actually, we can speak about this point. Many of Palestinian people, because the political, uh, the political uh, activism, they, they lose their job, especially, uh, especially at this time. And what happened at, at Sheikh Jarrah, I hear uh, a young youth uh, speak, told me that he lose his job because uh, his activism. We don't have uh, un-Palestinian forces here at East Jerusalem. If you, if you want to work, you, you, you will work at the Jewish side. So that mirrors what happens in the United States as well, where you could lose jobs, you can lose opportunities, you can lose speaking yes. engagements if you criticize the illegal occupation of Palestine. Yeah. Yes, it's happening uh, on Palestine too. Um, some of the families which in Al Sheikh Jarrah, I know Diab's families, the man who's who's uh, feed his children, uh, Saleh Diab, he lose his job because the settlers says that he's a terrorist and he can't work anymore because. In a simple way, the settlers speak that he's a terrorist and he's annoying them and don't wow. like the Jewish people. So you can go to jail for saying Allah Akbar. You can lose your job if somebody just calls you a terrorist. Yes. Man, what are, what are Palestinians even complaining about? Sounds pretty yeah. good. Right? Uh, taxes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that you are shocked about what I about what I said. <laughs> no, I mean this confirms all the things that we already say on the episode, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> it's not so much shocked as it is just like it's very sad to hear, and so my defense mechanism is to make jokes about it. Yeah, okay. You're in the neighborhood of Sheikh Jarrah right now. And you yes. are inside of a family's home. We don't want their name or anything like that. But we do want to know, how did you get to know that this family? Actually, Muna was my friend uh, since uh, the university. They, we, we, we were both at the university. 
casual name drop Munel Kurd, casual Munel. Yes. <laughs> yes. So about um, and what happened about last summer uh, that gave me more friends from Al Sheikh Jarrah neighbor. Uh, actually, all the families here is kind and lovely, <laughs> and you can smoothly get the, uh, get to them. If you are journalist or want to help them to um, to have a picture to people what, about what happening, if you are a journalist and uh, and Palestinian journalist, uh, I think it's easy to to make to make relation with them because they there is they kind they kind yes. <laughs> Okay, super duper last question. I swear this one really is the last one. <laughs> what is one thing that you want the world to know about Afro-Palestinians? One thing. Many things. <laughs> well, what, as uh, much as you want. That we have a culture. We have our struggle, our double struggle uh, behind the Palestinian society and a giant Palestinian society at in the same time, and as I am the Israeli uh, side, we we lose we lose our land two twice. We lose our, our land uh, in Africa, and we lose our land at at forty eight uh, at the Nakba. We lose uh, our houses again. Yes, and we are here. I I want people to know more uh, about Afro Palestinian actually. Nisreen, where are, where are your families from uh, in 48? Where were they expelled it's, from? Yes, it's the, more interest, it's the most interesting story for me. My, uh, my grandfather was in, uh, in some place called Al-Khdera. It's between uh, Haifa and Tulkarem. And he has a big land uh, there. My grandfather, since uh, Al-Nakba, um uh, until he died he going to his land and speak to us from here to here was my land um if i died and i can't uh, have my land again you should you should know that from here to here is my land mm. and it's um an interesting story and sad story at the same time yes for sharing and, that Thank yes. you so much. We appreciate you. Okay, thank you, guys. Nice to meet you. Thank nice you so much. You. Appreciate you, Nisreen. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Folks, that has been another episode of the Palestine Pod. Thank you all so much for listening. Please check out our website, www.palestinepod.com. Send us an email, palestinepod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at thepalestinepod. And check out our Patreon, www.patreon.com slash PalestinePod. That has been another episode of the Palestine Pod. Thank you all so much for listening. Have a great day. This is the Palestine Pod. Palestine Pod.